that today's episode is. I literally want to be best friends with Jono. She's so cool. Guys, this was one of our, I always say this every single time, but this was such a good episode. And we literally just got off of the interview and I feel like this episode is like well overdue. Yeah. Because like Jono said, everything in life basically starts with self-love, but yeah. I feel like it sometimes is like the last thing that you prioritize. Right. And I think we overcomplicate it. It's like, oh, self-love is, you know, I've got to meditate. I've got to do all this like hippie dippy stuff. And at the end of the day, like self-love is just doing what you love and what you need. And she really simplifies it. And I just, I wish so much, I've said this before, but like, I really do wish we could just have a room of all of our guests and just have like amazing conversations. I know. I know. I agree. And she just goes over so many things that are like applicable right now. Like you can yeah. go do these techniques and these self-love. It's not you know? even a technique. It's yeah, just it's not like a technique, just something advice. you can do. Yeah. It's just what you do. And you could do that now. Like you can do that today. Like I'm already thinking about in my life, like two or three different situations that I have going on that I just need to say, Hey, look, I can't do this right now. Yeah. And but that's I, was, self-love. I was even thinking as she was talking about like a journal prop that I could do that would help me recognize, you know, different things in my life or like where I could love myself more, where I'm maybe self-sabotaging. And it's just like immediate, like you said, you, you can do these things immediately. And I think she just really simplifies the concept of self-love. So I'm so appreciative that she was able to come on. Yeah. Such a great episode. I'm really excited to share this one with you guys. Um, let's run through our week really quick. We're recording this intro a little bit early because this is my Italy move week. I know when this episode Ah. comes out, I will already be there. Um, so we're really excited. All the feelings are being felt. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're in the midst of bird packing. I'm staring at three massive suitcases. Yeah. Um, mom has been a little weepy today. She's been crying. (laughs) Like I, I feel that way too. Like I was just talking on the phone earlier and I was just like crying and I was like, I'm literally not sad. I feel super calm. Like nothing's wrong, but I just ha- need to cry right now. And kind of was like, okay. like Sometimes emotions it. are just high. Yeah. The emotions are high. And like, that's the thing, you know, we had, we did our episode about change and leaving and all that stuff, like pretty early on in our podcast, but I hate the process of having to leave. Like it's the worst. I wish it could just, you know, zap to the future, which you are zapping to the future when you listen to this intro because I'll already be there and none of this will matter. We're not recording it that much in advance. It's like a week. Oh, yeah. But um, let's run through our week quickly and then get into this amazing self-love episode. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to spend a lot of time with us talking because I want you guys to hear what Johnny has to say. Yeah. But anyway, um, what's your high this week? Um, I think my high was just the our 4th of July mm-hmm. and how great it was to all be together and just spend the day. Like it was our first sober fourth. Well, that's not true. (laughs) Well, it was different last year. Yeah. Last 4th of July, I went to visit Wynn in rehab. So it was our second (laughs) technically sober 4th of July, but we're moving into the season of all of our holidays, um, being sober with our family members and recovery. And it was just such a great day. Just another reminder that like, you can do all the things yeah, without it was, alcohol. Honestly, it really was such a fun day. Like we had a pool day. We played pool volleyball as a family, which got competitive. and But not as competitive as it would yeah, have been. Not as like mean as it used to be. Um, we had friends over. We went to see the new Elvis movie. So much which food. I'm obsessed with Austin Butler. Oh my God, oh my I God. love Austin Butler. He's so hot. Bird and I came home and like spent the next 30 minutes watching interviews with him. He's so <laughs> sweet. I love him. We ate so much food though. Like I'm still full and like it's the next night and Christy, oh my gosh, y'all. 
the amount of desserts at our My house. mother has so many desserts in our house right now. She had like seven cakes yesterday. Yeah, that's not even amazing. an exaggeration. There was a cookie cake, a strawberry cake, an ice, an ice cream, cream cake, cake, iced cookies, the pound cake. chocolate chip pound cake. <laughs> I'm missing one. The strawberry shortcake. No, I said that. Maybe. I don't know. But anyway, it's ridiculous. Lots of desserts. But yeah, overall, I think my high, probably yours too, is just like a great holiday. And yeah. It's always good when we make it through a holiday. And I think that this might not make <laughs> sense. This might not make sense to a lot of people who are like maybe not have family members in recovery. But if you do, like, you know, it's a big win when you make it through a holiday and everyone like. Yeah. And not just make it through a holiday, but you thrive yeah but that could be anyone too like you know you're at a holiday when family is involved like you have a dysfunctional family and you make it through a holiday that's a win yeah that's a win and it was a win for us it was a win for mom and win and just everybody and it was great something fun that dad and i did yesterday we had a fourth of july try we made it up we ran we swam we biked it was really fun and i slept and bird slept during that i didn't even know that was going on i woke up there we did a triathlon this morning and i was like Oh, please tell me that we're not going to turn into turkey trotters. Dad and I turkey trotted last like, year. Yeah, I know. It's like a nightmare would be to join a family of turkey <laughs> trotters. I know. I've always said that too, but I think I'm becoming a turkey trot family. You do you. Okay. Any lows this week so um, far? Lows this week. Okay, my low, I, it hasn't happened yet, but I definitely think saying bye to you is going to be a low. Oh my God. Uh, y'all, I hope when this episode comes out that my mom's still alive. <laughs> like, I'm not even kidding, y'all. My mom has to do the airport drop-off solo on Sunday, and that is so scary. And usually my dad is there to, like, guide all of the drop-offs and, like, drag my mom away from security. Because this is true story. My mom tries to go through security with us. It's so embarrassing. Like she wants to stand in the security until we get to the point where she can no longer enter. Um, My dad always has to like drag her away and like, you know, but I'm like that too. Like I love a long goodbye. And yeah, so my low is definitely going to have to be leaving my family and like leaving all of y'all. And yeah, it's like once you are done with the leaving, like I said, it's easy. But just that whole leaving aspect is just horrible. It's like the build up to say Yeah, it's bye. a build up. It's, it's like, like you know sucks. it's coming. You don't want it to come. And then it comes anyways. Um, silver lining is that I'll say goodbye to you. But then I'll see you Labor Day weekend. That's so soon. Yeah. Yeah. And we were talking about this. Like, do you guys feel like in adult life, the time goes by 900 times faster than before? Yeah. Like, it is crazy all I did not experience this in college or high school or like any point in my life, but in adult life, the days go by in like milliseconds. Adult life is like dog years. Yeah. You know, you look back and it's like, wow, I've already been in Italy for a week or like I've already been here for five months and now Allie's coming. It's like the craziest thing. I've been graduated from college for six years. I was thinking about this. Like people that I wasn't even in college have graduated. (laughs) Oh, they well graduated. Yeah, um, so I know that will go by fast and we'll be together again soon. And then I guess if you're going to go and do things we're excited about, I would just say like my move and getting the show on the road. And yeah. when this comes out, y'all go check on me and check on my mom and just call we'll her thriving. We'll be Don't great. Worry. We'll be great. Yeah. Oh, something I'm excited about this week. So my roommate Viv and I are best friends. We've lived together for five of the six years I've lived in Nashville and we basically lived together that first year too. But she has been seeing this 
guy who lives in Texas and he is coming to visit us in Nashville and Herbie is also coming to visit us in Nashville at the same time and we're going to make them be best friends. Boyfriend trip. So they have no choice, but it'll be fun. That'll be fun. Yeah. I think they'll get along really well. Yeah. That is something to look forward to. But yeah, a lot of good things are happening. A lot of highs this week. Not too many lows, hopefully, with the move. And yeah, I think a major high of my day was just recording this episode today Mm -hmm. with Janu. Yeah, I mean, I know that this was an episode that you and I needed to hear. So hopefully you guys feel the same when you listen to it. Yeah, Janu is a self-love coach. She guides people from self-sabotage to self-love, which is something that we talked about today. She offers private coaching, one-on-one coaching, and 30-minute free calls to see if you guys are a good match. She's a bright, shining light. She has such a contagious, positive energy, and it was just such a treat to talk with her today. But yeah, like you said, Allie, I think everyone can take something away from this episode. I know that I walked away from it feeling really, really inspired just to love myself more and to be kinder to myself. And And to simplify self-love. Yeah, simplify self-love, you know. So yeah, I guess without further ado, we are excited to welcome Janu onto Go Call Your Sister. Yeah, I'm just really excited about this. I've been excited since I found your Instagram. I think that I first came across your Instagram page on the for you page and then since then have like sent some of your posts to my friends and then oh, they've, sent, they've sent some of your posts back to me because then they follow and so it's just you know it's really fun and I'm just really excited and honored to have you on today thank you and I'm so excited to be here you guys I'm honored that you asked me to be on your podcast and I am very excited to get into what we're going to talk about today Yes, totally. Um, well, I guess we can just jump right in. We have a couple yeah, of questions. We have some questions. Um, so the first question is just tell us a little bit about your journey and what led you to do what you're doing today. Yeah. So this is always a hard question because there's so many different variables that always lead you to where you're at. But ultimately now with where I'm at, looking back, I would say, I mean, definitely my own life experiences but mostly coming from a family where, and my family's amazing. My parents are amazing. They all did what they could, you know, as now you learn, everyone does the best they can. But I think coming from a place of just feeling a lack of safety at a very young age led me, led me to so many different scenarios in life where I was seeking that externally. And, you know, safety is a basic human need. You don't realize that, obviously, until until you do. But you can't seek that in anybody else. And the minute you start doing that, you're setting yourself up for failure because you are absolutely going to experience abandonment and rejection and all of that because no one can hold that space for you. So starting from that young age of not feeling that in the space that I needed to and seeking that externally, it led me to countless relationships that didn't work out. Um, just a lot of constant, that, that wound of abandonment and rejection being triggered over and over again. And eventually coming to a place where I hit rock bottom, I went through a really deep depression and I separated myself from everyone I knew. And, and that almost led me on the trajectory of my spiritual growth, Mm -hmm. what we would call it. And... Yeah, that kind of 
broke me open and set me off on a path of realizing that this is not this is not the life I want to live. This doesn't feel good. Nothing about this feels good. And so separating myself from that last relationship where things got really, really toxic, I started learning more about myself. I started on this personal development journey, learning about what I am, why I am the way I am, the way I am, um, you know, what makes up all of these different triggers that have been almost dictating my life and governing the way I, I live and the responses that I give and the people that I choose. So in the most concise way, all of my life experiences have brought me to becoming a self-love coach, mostly because I learned that lack of safety that I felt for so long meant was a reflection of me not really learning how to love myself and really trusting myself. And even though you don't know that at a young age, it turns into that growing up when you become an adult. So. Yeah. So now I just, you know, and I know this is something that's very prevalent for women, but also in um, like the Indian community, which I'm Indian, a lot of women that come from parents that are immigrants or that have just, have just gone through survival mode themselves and never really got out of it. You don't end up feeling safe with them because they don't feel safe with themselves. And also navigating through life as a woman, as a person of color and all these different variables, you start feeling, you start recognizing your differences. And until you love, you learn to love those differences, you don't really show up in the world the way that you can expressing, you know, your, your soul and your spirit and and serving. What I do is really to help other women get to a place of unlearning all of that stuff that was just a reflection of what we perceive to be true so we can create the life that is our birthright too because we all have this power and we all are capable of living our absolute dream life but it's just a matter of unlearning a lot of the stuff that we believe is true about ourselves that is amazing it's so true though because like you really can't live your fullest life if you don't love yourself like that is the first step that you have to take Yeah. You can't love others. You can't love your life. You can't really love anything unless you love yourself. No, because you don't know who you are. Like if you don't, if you don't truly understand who you are, what you love, what you don't like, all these different things about you, it's, you'll judge yourself constantly along the way, right? You'll, you'll try to compare yourself to everyone else and you'll, you'll question why you're not X, Y, Z but you're not supposed to be X, Y, Z. You're supposed to be you. And the more you lean into that, the more you love that. Honestly, in my experience, the more life works out for you. I saw something on your page about self-sabotage. Can you talk a little bit about that? I feel like that's something that's not really discussed that much. You hear a lot about self-love and all of that, but what is self-sabotage and what does that look like? To me, self-sabotage is doing anything that doesn't serve your highest good. And oftentimes this can be on autopilot, right? Going back to this lack of safety at a young age, you don't know what you don't know until you know. And if you don't know what you're doing, if you don't know what's on auto mode in your subconscious, that is quite literally creating your reality because, you know, your thoughts turn into beliefs, your beliefs dictate your behavior and your emotions, which dictate your actions. And then it creates your reality. If you aren't aware of that, you end up living 
in that auto mode space. And most people are about 90% of humans are living on auto mode day in, day out. They're not consciously creating their reality. And yeah, this place comes from a place of needing to feel safe and needing to feel alive and needing to feel loved, especially at a young age, which is where it develops from. But as you grow older and you become more conscious, you have the power to change that as I was saying before. So whenever you're doing something that's not in alignment with your highest good, and you'll know that like oftentimes, for example, you know, the, the obvious ones are if you're numbing yourself from showing up in some way, I do want to say though, sometimes that distraction piece is what can keep you alive. Because sometimes depending on what you're going through, you need that piece of numbing because it's very difficult to, to deal with life. But apart from those extreme situations where it's when you need, it's what you need in that moment. If we, you know, let's say every time we go to a family dinner, we need to drink. We need to have a shit ton of alcohol in our system just to be vocal, just to connect because we feel, I don't know, we feel like we're going to be judged or we feel like we have social anxiety or whatever it is, even though it's helping you in that moment, it's not truly, truly helping you because you're not able to connect in a way that's soul to soul, heart to heart. You're numbing a part of yourself out so you can be accepted. And whenever you do that, you're telling yourself that you are not worthy of being loved. So self-sabotaging in any way, and a way that just came to my mind too, is when you're around people and sometimes especially during COVID I've had a lot of my clients experience this but they'll be around a group of people and all of a sudden they'll start getting in their head they'll start overthinking and they'll pull away and slowly and slowly they'll start becoming more quiet maybe they'll want to leave something will happen internally because of fear which is ultimately where self-sabotage comes from it's fear of something whether it's a fear of judgment fear of not being good enough fear of what they're going to think there's a fear within you that you act upon to release that fear to to comfort that fear but in doing so you are again invalidating yourself your truth i love what you said about um you know when you're choosing to numb out or whatever it is that you're doing it's telling yourself that you are not worthy or like that you're not enough or, you know, I think that's so true. And it's like a good thing to maybe think on or journal on is, you know, in what ways am I telling myself that I'm not worthy of being seen or loved or, you know, I think that's a hard question that we don't really stop to ask ourselves that much. But it's the most important because most of our behaviors are governed by those beliefs, how we show up, who we, who we become is all about who we think we are and who we think we are oftentimes is so influenced by what we believe to be true about ourselves based on the conditioning that we've experienced. But as we grow older, we realize that is for most of us, not in alignment with our truth. It's not in alignment for what we actually want for ourselves. Mm-hmm. So yeah. really asking yourself those questions not only helps you long-term, but everyone else in your, in your group, in your life that you end up serving because mm-hmm in the day we are souls in this human body and as a soul we are light we're love that's all we are right the ego is the opposite side that keeps us safe and keeps us alive and we need that balance here on earth but the more you can lean into that loving space the more you can acknowledge yourself even and that's a big thing for self-sabotage we are so scared to acknowledge ourselves for what is true 
Like if we do, let's say, have an addiction, we're so scared to share that because there's so much shame around that. But if that's the truth for you, just sharing that is so liberating and so empowering because that is your truth in this moment. You are not here to be perfect. You are not here to be anything but human. And the more we discount that, the more, again, we're telling ourselves that we're not worthy of being loved. And as an adult, we are the first person that needs to prove that to ourselves. That's so powerful. And, you know, I think that kind of leads into our next question. But to dive into that and to ask yourself those hard questions, you have to put yourself first. So how can you put yourself first without feeling guilty about it? Because I think that's a big problem. I think there's so much stigma around like self-love and healing yourself and focusing, you know, when you say I'm focusing on me, people are like, oh God. Selfish. You know, yeah. How do you work through that? Yes, there is so much stigma. And it's, I think this, this time in history is when that's really going to change, especially with COVID happening and all these things in the world happening and us recognizing the importance of our mental health. How I started changing that was reframing my definition of self of selfishness. What does it mean to be selfish? What have I learned that it means? And what does it actually mean? You know, every time you jump on a plane, the first thing they'll tell you is if anything happens, put your mask on first. Even if you have a two-year-old child, put your mask on first. Because if yeah. you are not alive, if you are not able to consciously do the actions that it takes to put that mask on them, they're not going to be like none of you guys are going to be good at the end of the day. So being selfish really is a selfless thing. If you do it from a place of love, if you're doing it from a place of, I have to put myself first so I can be there for everyone else. If I do this today, if I opt out of this, these plans that we made today, it means next month I can show up even more for you because I'm going to feel even more charged today. Yeah. I mean, anything, right. It's if I cancel something, this is, it's selfish of me. This is what they're going to think. But if we reframe that to, if I put myself first, I can be even more of a support system, show even more love, give even more care tomorrow. But this is what I need first, because at the end of the day, it's coming out of me. It's funneling out of me. I think especially women too. It's like, we're taught that if you do anything for yourself, it's selfish. Yeah, especially like being younger and, you know, it's all these things going on and you want to do everything. And when you don't go, you feel guilty or if you can't do something, you feel guilty. But it's really, I love what you said about reframing that to like, you can do more when you focus on yourself. And I think that's just such a powerful, especially the airplane example. Like I've never Mm -hmm. thought about that before, but that's literally so powerful and so true. Mm -hmm. I mean, right down to our physical body, if we don't, And I say that because we have our spiritual being, we have our emotional body, we have our mental body and our physical body in each one of us. But the most obvious is our physical. And if if you, if your leg is cut off, how are you going to walk around with everyone else until you heal? I know that's a really bad example, but no, true. it's often like the physical example that people understand because we're so primed to care about our physical self more than anything. But we forget that nothing starts off physical. Being an energetic being, everything starts off emotional or mental or spiritual. Physical is the last. It's the part that, you know, when you've ignored a part of yourself for so long, it surfaces in this physical realm for you to acknowledge it. So reframing what that means to you and reframing that that being selfish is actually very selfless. And the more you are selfish, the more you are going to be able to serve the world 
your magic because you'll know yourself better. You'll love yourself better. You'll have more grace for yourself better. You'll judge less. And the more you judge, the less you judge yourself, the less less you're going to judge others. You can't pour from an empty cup. I know people have heard that, but it, it, it honestly is so true. You have to fill yourself. Yeah. And maybe within that too, just like realizing, you know, if your friends cancel on plans or back out of something, like not to shame them for that and not to be like, you're so lame. Like we've had these plans, you know, if, if someone's yeah. stepping back because they need to, just giving them the grace to do that and yeah. not, you know, be all up in right their decision. A hundred percent. And sometimes it's hard. I mean, most of the time it's hard too, right? I know recently I actually went through a situation where um, I was having, I had a, a bachelorette party for a really, really good friend of mine. And this is a big, a big deal. And the week of, I had just been going through like three weeks of deep, deep counseling, deep, deep trauma work, and things were surfacing constantly. And I was just in a place where I was crying every day, like things were purging out. And I knew that I could not be in a place where, you know, we were partying all the time, we were drinking. I just knew that I needed that weekend to myself. And sharing that with some of my friends, everyone had a different response. And it's interesting because some people will look at you and be like, okay, you're not going to put me first now. Okay. Like, and, and that's their perception of it. That's their belief of it. And that's fine. But like you say, if you can do that for your friends, you're allowing others to, you're giving others permission to do that for you as well. And, and it starts with you. It always starts with us, no matter what, right? Like even for them, not showing up for them probably doesn't mean what it means in reality. It doesn't mean to them not showing up for a bachelorette party. To them, it probably means you're not my real friend. You're not showing up for me as a friend or whatever Whatever their own experiences and trauma has brought them to, to define this moment. So yeah, I think having the courage to put yourself first, not only is, is doing a favor for you and not only is in service of you and your health, but also give, you're giving permission to others. Mm-hmm. Same. And that's so important, I think, today more than ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. So you work with a lot of women. And I think that a question that, I mean, I've wrestled with, I have friends that have been trying to work through this, but how do you find your soul's purpose? Like, how do you come to that? It's a good question. And that's a hard one because obviously all of our soul purposes are different. But the one thing I can say is we all have this inner roadmap, this inner Google Maps guidance system, GPS within us. And that's our intuition. We all have this. It's the voice of our soul is our intuition. And as we navigate through this life, there's two voices that always speak to us. It's our ego, the part that's in our mind. It's keeping us safe. It's everything that we've learned in this life to stay safe and alive. And then there's our soul, which the voice is our intuition. And this is the voice that's leading you closer to love. And again, you are love. So it's your fullest expression. To really dive into that space of your intuition and your soul's purpose is to give that space, to give that voice space. So if you can take five minutes a day to intentionally sit. And this is different than meditation too, because meditation is about connecting with the higher power and connecting with yourself. But 
if you can just sit in stillness for five minutes a day and maybe ask yourself the question, you know, what is on the path of my highest excitement in this moment? If you ask yourself the question, whatever question you ask yourself and you give yourself the space for the answer to come through, the answer will come through. And as simple as that, oftentimes, you know, we think the answer will be our end destination. It's never that. The answer is always going to be your next step. And the thing is, we will never know what that end destination is like. We're always changing as humans. That is the only constant in life is change. And the more we honor that change, the more we're able to honor presence. And the more we honor presence, the more we're honoring what we actually are. Because all that exists is present. There's no future. There's no past. And all that exists is you, your soul, your love, your experience right now, and what is pulling you in this experience. So if you can quiet out the mind, give yourself space, and ask yourself the question, what is in my highest excitement and inspiration in this moment? And follow that. Because asking the question is one thing, but following through is trusting yourself and building that trust and building that relationship with your soul. So it becomes then less about giving space and more just about hearing it in the moment. The more you trust it, the more you act on it. It's interesting that you say that because that's something that I've actually found in the past month or so is like meditation and listening to your intuition are totally different. Like I was always expecting like, oh, if I can meditate for 45 minutes, like I'll have some profound moment where it just hits me, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing with my life. And that's not the case. Like tapping into my intuition for me looks like getting really quiet and maybe I do do a meditation before just to kind of like get centered, but then yeah. just free journaling for like three pages and just like writing down whatever comes to mind. Yeah. You know, it's giving yourself space to come through to you. Yeah. I just, I actually just want to comment on that too. You're right. Like it is different than meditation because meditation is so good with quieting the mind, right? When you meditate, you are, I mean, I'm sure there's so many variations of meditation, but ultimately it's, it's becoming an observer of your experience, right? You are not your thoughts. You are not your emotions. You are the observer behind that. So when you meditate, you observe all of this without judgment, which then connects you with, again, what you are, light and love. But when you intentionally ask questions to yourself, you will always get the answer. And that's why journaling is also very powerful because if you free write, you just let yourself go, you let the pen go. The things that will come through in the present without judgment is everything you need. And sometimes even vlogging can be super helpful because when you write, you're almost filtering out your thoughts because you can only write so fast. But when you speak, everything just comes out. Even doing like a video log and just letting yourself speak and then watching it back if you want is a very powerful way of really listening to what's present with you, what's what your soul has to tell you. I had a friend who would do that with voice memos yeah. in, in her notes. And she told me she did this for a year. She would you know, leave herself like almost little journals, but it was her voice. And she said that it was like so incredible going back even like a week, a month, a year and listening back on her experiences and then comparing it to where she was now. Cause I'm like that when I journal, it's like my thoughts are running so fast and my hand can only write. So I'm just like, you know, jotting down bullet points. So I love that. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so true. Like when you're trying to listen to yourself, you don't need your mind to go quiet. You need it to talk to you, but you need to make sure you're listening to the right voice. So I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So like Ali said, you work with a ton of women and 
what are some of the common blocks that you see while working with your clients to achieve more self-love? Mm. So there are typically three blocks that no matter what it is that you're struggling with, it always comes down to, I'm not good enough, I'm not worthy enough, or I'm not capable enough. And I'm not worthy enough can be, I'm not worthy enough of love. I'm not worthy enough of carrying out this task. I'm not worthy enough of having this life, whatever it is. But it always comes down to those three. And this results in challenges with confidence. This results in insecurities with moving forward and people's like with your, with your dreams, with your soul purposes. This can inhibit so much just these three blocks. I mean, there's so many different ways of going about this, but it's ultimately just unlearning these beliefs because at the end of the day, all a belief is, is a dominant thought, right? This world is full of people. Each person has limitless beliefs. We all, our beliefs literally create our reality, but all a belief is, is a dominant thought. So something that you've thought about 51% of the time more than the opposing thought. So if you've thought I'm not good enough, you've thought that more than I am good enough. And once you've thought that at least 51% more than the opposing thought, your subconscious mind decides, hey, this is important information because this is the autopilot of your brain, right? This is important information. Let's put it on autopilot. So consciously you can focus on other things. And so then, you know, it gets embedded in this space and you go on to take a task and subconsciously that autopilot surfaces. I'm not good enough. I can't do this. Who am I to do this? I'm not worthy enough. Before you can actually even think consciously about what you want to think about. And so the work there is unlearning these limiting beliefs, which starts with identifying what that belief is, deciding the opposing, empowering thought that you want to rewrite that belief with. And then the most challenging part, but this is also the part that does the work and does the job is consciously rewriting that belief. So whenever that limiting belief surfaces in that moment, when you think I'm not good enough, in that moment, your subconscious has kind of slivered open. It's very, um, like you can influence your subconscious in that moment. And so in that moment, when you think I'm not good enough right after, can you think, no, 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 I'm amazing. I'm more than capable. Can you repeat that five times after to make it a dominant thought? And it sounds simple, but that's really all there is. When it comes to your mind, all it is is repetition. I have two thoughts about that, that, um, you know, it's, you do all this work and you're like, okay, I'm doing the work, I'm doing the work. And, you know, it seems like you're not doing anything, but even just recognizing the thought, the limiting mm-hmm. belief when it happens, like that's huge. That's a big, that's the work. Yeah. And you it know? feels simple, but it really is yeah. like. Just being able to be like, hey, no, like I'm, I'm changing that. Yeah. Recognizing the thought acknowledging what is happening most people don't realize but even if you recognize a thought oftentimes the first thing we want to do is judge the thought or deflect the thought like no I don't want to think this thought I have to think the opposite but in that moment can you just acknowledge the thought like yeah I do feel like I'm not good enough and that's okay but I also can start changing that like I can feel like I'm not good enough and I can start rewriting that belief because there's a reason that you feel like you're not good enough. There's a reason that you have these limiting beliefs. And until you fully acknowledge them, unless you, 
until you fully are present with them and let them be rather than resisting or judging, they won't go anywhere because they're there for a reason. And oftentimes they just want, there's like an inner child within you that just wants to feel loved for feeling like she wasn't good enough at one point, or maybe failing a test at one point or screwing up and being, but like whatever it was, she just wants to feel loved. She just wants to feel worthy of love. And so that moment of acknowledgement and acceptance in a way is showing her, Hey, I can, I can acknowledge you and accept you just as you are. And that's okay. Isn't it funny that you spend like the beginning of your life learning all these things, learning, 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 and then you hit like, I don't know, sometime in your 20s and you have to start unlearning. It's like you start unpacking everything that you learned in those years. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Unless, and most people have to, like, unless you come from parents who were super woke and super aware and even if you were, like every person has their own paradigm that they live in, right? Their own, their own thought process and and light that they're living in. And so even if you are super aware, you're going to trigger your children in some way. Every child has different needs. So I think it it really, yeah, it really is about, I think um, Ram Dass talks about, you know, it's just about our journey home. We're all just walking each other home because it's about getting back to the truth of who you are after learning about what you're not. Wow. Wow. I love that quote so much. My therapist told me last year, she was like, I mean, we're all going to traumatize our children. We're just going to do it in different ways. So true. Because we always like to talk about like, oh, our kids are going to be like their generation is going to be the best because of all the therapy and all the work that, you know, (laughs) our generation is doing. But it's like, no, I'm sure they're going to have some sort of traumas and lessons that they need to unlearn too. So, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, we're all human right in the spiritual realm it, i think it's there's a huge misconception of like being super spiritual means that you are this enlightened being that never gets aggravated or angry or no you are still a human being as a yeah. human you are going to experience an array of emotions and that's part of the deal that's part of the vacation that we're on our soul decided to come to earth to experience all of it the anger the rage the happiness the love the food the sex all of it but you can't have one without the other. And so, again, acknowledging all of that is so important because you're no different than most of us. And I think most people don't realize that. Yeah. Okay. So I think that so many people are going to listen to this and be so inspired and want to just jump into the work and just come back to loving themselves. So what are your top three self-love practices that we can start incorporating into our day immediately? There are so many. It's so hard to pick. (laughs) three. But I do think that this differs from person to person. I think it's really important to figure out what makes you feel good, period. Like it doesn't get more complicated than that. For me, it's dancing and it's singing. Some days I'll blast some Beyonce and I'll just be around my house, throwing myself, twerking, whatever. Some days it's belting out, you know, just carpool karaoke. Some days it's a walk in nature. Self-love really comes down to asking yourself, what do I need in this moment? It's always going to change. But if you can honor that, that is you truly, truly loving yourself. So journaling sometimes to express your emotions, meditating to quiet your mind, going out in nature to connect yourself with nature and, you know, that, that healing therapeutic symbiotic relationship that we have. 
Um, even if it's, you know, going out on the town and yet getting, I don't want to say super wasted, but like having a couple of drinks with some friends, like that is self-love. What makes you yeah. really happy? Your life here is about joy. It's about fulfillment. It's about feeling alive. What makes you feel alive and honoring that? Because there's so much on the internet about, you know, and, and not to discount journaling or meditation. These are all so valuable and practical tips, but the true work comes down to really asking yourself in every moment, what do I need? Do I need to create a boundary right now? Do I need to cancel a plan right now? Do I need to just go for a quick walk? Do I need to call a friend? Do I just need a moment of silence? Do I need to hug my pet? Do I need to cuddle with my baby? What do I need? And so, yeah, it's hard to give top three, but those are a few that I use. And yeah, it's so funny because all of these things are like so simple, you know, like just checking with yourself, asking, what do I need? But we don't do it. We overcomplicate because we like, we're like, okay, you know what I think I need? A 90 minute meditation. And it's like, no. And that's so true. Like your self-love can change by the day because we change by the day, you know, and some days, oh my gosh, it's thundering. Sorry. <laughs> like some days it might look like a really long bath for me in particular, or, or it might look like a hot girl walk, you know, it's just depends. Or yeah. It might look like going to have a couple drinks with your friends. That is self-love. I love yeah. that. I'm so glad you said that. And Thank so, you for that. That's so freeing, you know, because we always, like I said, overcomplicate everything and it's not just meditating and journaling. It's it's more about focusing on what you love. So thank you for saying that. I don't that. even feel like we're doing a podcast. I feel like you're just coaching us and we're like, yes, I see. <laughs> um, so we like to end the podcast with two things. Um, the first one being, is there a mantra or an affirmation that you find yourself living by right now? Yes. So my current affirmation is... I honor my highest inspiration and excitement, which is in deep service to myself and all involved. Wow. And so for me, yeah, the reason I say that is because it's very prevalent with everything that we're talking about, creating the boundaries, saying no, doing things that like true self-love, honestly, in the last year I've learned is not just the bubble baths and not to discount the bubble baths, but it's not just like the work of like journaling and doing these little things that we make it into a practice. The true self-love is putting yourself first when you really need to put yourself first. And that's why I say when I honor my highest inspiration and excitement, it is of deep service to myself and all others involved. And reminding myself that is so powerful because you will disappoint people you will get others upset. You will not be loved by everyone when you embark on this journey of loving yourself, but you will end up inspiring. You will end up giving others permission. And it just takes someone who's courageous enough to put this, put themselves first to show others that it's possible. Yeah. Oh, wow. I tapped Bird when you said I knew not to everyone hear that. will yeah, I knew to love hear you that. because Bird is such a – uh, people pleaser and yeah. empath. And so I think that's honestly important for all of us. Um, yeah. And you just have to reflect, like, I'm not, I might disappoint others, but if I say yes, I'm going to disappoint myself. Like, yeah. you know, and I love that. So all my people pleasers out there need to hear it. Um, okay. The last thing we like to end with is a, would you rather question? And um, I actually thought of this as you were talking. So 
Would you rather be able to dance like J-Lo or sing like Beyonce? Ooh, sing like Beyonce. Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. I've always really wanted to be able to dance. I, I'm team J-Lo on this I one. can't dance. And I, I like to dance, but I would love to be good at it. Because you know, like when you're at the bar, like you're out and you see those girls who just like, they can <laughs> dance. And you're like, wow, they're so confident in their dancing. So maybe I need to change my, my mindset. Like I am good at dancing, but I feel like I could be better. <laughs> Kind of biased because I am a dancer, so I, I don't really care to dance like JLo. But when it comes to dancing, I think so many people care about how you look and how others are going to look at you and all of that. But truly, like, it is the most liberating thing when you just allow yourself to feel the music, feel the moment. Like, that is dancing, allowing your body to take over and just giving. Yeah. It doesn't matter how you look. It doesn't matter if it's good or bad. Like that's what really transmutes your soul. I don't know why I felt like saying that, but. Um, oh yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe we, maybe we could start practicing alone, like at home <laughs> and then we can venture out. And, yes. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So where can our listeners find you? Where can they connect with you? Yeah. So currently I'm on Instagram at Janu Jiva. Um, and I'm currently offering uh, one-on-one coaching. I put my program on hold. I will be doing a relaunch in the next coming months, but right now one-on-one coaching in three month containers. Um, I would say message me on Instagram. If you don't have Instagram, you can email me at Janu at janujiva.com. And yeah, let me know what you're looking for, what you're interested in working towards, what what's holding you back. And let's chat. I offer free 30 minute discovery calls to get really clear on whether we're a good fit for each other, whether I can really serve you on your path. And if we are, then yeah, one-on-one is an option. I feel like we just had a one-on-one session with you. And I want to say that I think it's hundred percent worth it. So if you're even thinking about signing up, please go to her Instagram, check her out. We'll include everything in the show notes. Um, I mean, I think it is just incredible what you're doing. And yeah. I think so many women are benefit are going to benefit from working with you. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing all this, just your wealth of knowledge with us. It's been yeah. amazing talking thank with you. Thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for having me. It's been such an honor. And it's honestly so nice to meet you too as well. So thank you. Thank you.